Are we having fun yet? <laughs> right? From those commercials? Beer commercials. Right? Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and Av, you have the flanks of a horsewoman. And I'm Av Sinensky, and Alex, this is my struggle. <laughs> you can't OD on marijuana, Av. That's uh, good information they're telling us here in this episode. I'm going to be great. Yeah, so here we are. We're at the, seemingly, for many years, the series finale, but now just the season I don't two think you ever finale. said, welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good. Oh, oh I skipped that part. Welcome back <laughs> I to think Pretty, so. Pretty, Pretty Good. You know why? Because I was just re whatever. We don't have to do that inside baseball. But my regular notes. What, document, wait, but what? But what is pretty, pretty, pretty good? Yeah, I'm not reading off my usual notes document. I'm reading off like a notepad blank document, so I don't have the whole structure. So yeah, uh, welcome back to pretty, pretty, pretty good. Formerly a curb your enthusiasm podcast, presently a party down podcast. We are here today to discuss season two, episode ten, the season, and for many years we thought the series finale, Constance Carmel wedding. And then we will get a little bit of a bar mitzvah at the end of the episode also with the same uh, with, with the same captioning, you know, the way that they uh, introduce each episode, which originally aired on June 25th, 2010, exactly 12 years, six months and two days ago off. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been some time since then. Uh, we've are, we've all certainly aged uh, roughly 10 to 12 mm. years, is it? Yeah, um, Constance is quick to say that they all look the same. In the absence since, since which is what you which is what you said about the cast in the promotional materials last week, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm not sure that one of the actors in the original cast is in another show that I'm presently watching, and I'm not in complete agreement in that respect. But um, um I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I mean, this is definitely um, you know a, a remarkable episode in the show's history, as you said, for many years. This was the last we were ever going to see of any of these characters. I mean, um, I imagine based on who's returning, who's not returning, we're not going to really get uh, any sort of resolution on uh, any sort of like Henry Casey romance in the future. Um, yeah, which but... is interesting because the the way that they end the episode. They very clearly hint at that as, you know, being part of Henry's motivations going forward. Right. Um, and yeah, it's like not even worth spending any time on. Like she's not in the show. So like, well, but what I wonder know. is, and we'll find out in February, are we going to fast forward 12 years or are we picking up in, in 2010? I have to imagine that fast forward. I mean, it would be kind of silly for them all to pretend that they're still the same age, wouldn't it? Yeah, but it'd be kind of I, I, this is not a career where people stay in the exact same position for a dozen plus years. So it'd be harder to justify this entire crew still together 12 years later. And obviously they have yeah. a few new people mixed in, but the fact that, you know, five out of six or whatever are still there. Um, I think I'd rather um, stay in 2010. OK, uh, that's interesting. It didn't even occur to me that that would be, that was a possibility, but I guess that's possible. Well, what's your take on shows that are, take place in like the very, very recent past or movies? Like, I don't know if you can, you can call them like period pieces because like Fleischman is in trouble, for example, is set in 2016. Right. So why is that not a period piece? Well, so that counts as a period four years ago? I mean, I mean, what's a period? I don't know. It's, it's a very discernible moment in time. Yeah, is it? It, 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 I think so. Is the moment in time in that is that show different? Well, you you have you have well, you have to be well. 
you have to be close enough to it for the distinction to matter, I suppose. Uh, where like way, you, we the only way you could tell it's 2016 and not 2022 is like the 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 they show Hillary signs from time to time, and sometimes the characters make reference to you know who's actually going to win this election. Right. Well, there's also like other like pop culture references and stuff, and like right, you need to be you... Hamilton. Sure. Okay. Hamilton's right. So, but meaning like popular. someone from 20 years from now is not going to understand the distinctions between like the 2016 pop culture and the 2022 pop culture, of course. But even now, I'm saying uh, I don't understand the distinction. I mean, I couldn't tell you offhand, but I think there's they put place in plenty of trappings of okay. m- making it feel like it's a li- you know it's a recent past. It's not mm. quite the moment that we're in. Oh, okay. Uh, beyond oh. just uh, the to Hillary, me, it's to me it's much more subtle than that. I guess. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's like in your face, but like I think that there there I, I I don't have anything offhand to cite. But I, so if, I, if so if if I set a show last week, is that a period piece? Yeah. <laughs> um, like, if you figure out a way to distinguish last week by some notoriety to try oh man, to I wonder what's going to happen in next in this weekend's Giants Vikings game. I wonder if there'll be a long field goal at the end. Like, is that allowed? Okay, but like that that has to be a period that other people recognize as a period. Not no, just but that's all. Like, I don't know. To me, that's all flesh piece of troubles. And I I don't mind it at all. <laughs> I just I, I don't think they can get away with calling themselves a period piece. You know. <laughs> Marvelous, right, Mrs. I Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, that's a period piece uh, on the Upper West Side. I mean, I, yes, ov- yes, obviously that is as well. Um, yeah. or, or even Stranger Things, like the 80s or even 90s shows. There's 90s shows that are obviously right. It's a broader shows. it's a broader period that you're working with. So it's much yeah. easier to make it clear that that's what you're trying to do. Yeah, um, here. I agree. It's less it's more subtle. But I think there are stuff that they do to market as. OK earlier than now maybe some even stuff with technology i don't even i don't know exactly what everyone's i guess everyone's still using iphones but i don't know welcome, welcome back to the flesh is the trouble podcast by the way <laughs> yeah yeah i like that show a lot i yeah, know so people, some people there... don't like it some people was growing on them i liked it from the beginning yeah um it's also it, it's changed quite a bit in, in the last couple of episodes i would say um yes but uh listen i don't, I don't want to like spoil anything about yeah, the show yeah. but yeah i um is i there, would say is there a that... flesh is a trouble podcast like in run app or something or one of these other I circles. Have, not that I've seen. Oh, I feel like it would be a uh, show Dr. Amanda would be podcasting about. <laughs> if you could ask her. Uh, I don't think she is. Uh, it is it is it's up there as like with like Shabab Nikim, <laughs> like literally Jewish shows as like the most Jewish show ever. Well, yes, it's extremely Jewish. It's like beyond. Yes. It's like they like have like footage of their like year in Israel or whatever. Yeah. It's a like Israel program. I don't know if it's yeah. like technically that gap year. But... Yeah. No, of course. Uh, yeah. And it's about a doctor. They live in the Upper East Side. You know, Mary, you know, there's a lot of uh, yeah. commonalities. Hopefully not the divorce part. Um, yeah, well, you know, divorce happens yeah, almost half the time. A, a majority. Uh, people, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's how it goes. Um, so, yeah. So I don't even know what we're talking about. We're talking about Fleischman's uh, trouble for some reason. Yeah, exactly. Um, eventually, we're going to get to Constance Carmel wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it is worthwhile. Eventually? Oh, OK. Well, let's, you know, let's give up. We I think one more one more moment. Um, we wanted to talk about, um, you know, us being at the end of season two, what's happening in subsequent weeks of this podcast. Mm. Um, because as we all saw, we mentioned it last week, I don't know if everyone um, saw the official news um, that the party down season three reboot has been officially scheduled for February 24th, I believe it is, on or about. Um, sometime 24th? at the end of February. Yeah, I think like it's that. the 24th. Yeah. Um, it'll be yeah. on Stars. Uh, so you will, you know, 
you want to watch it, you'll have to figure out a way to watch stars uh, somehow over the internet, um, presumably. Um, and then, you know, we'll podcast about each episode the following week, I think. Uh, that's the plan. Uh, but that gives us about, I don't know, six, eight, nine weeks. I don't know. I can't do really the math, but a bunch of weeks between now and then. Um, so we thought maybe we would try to do some sort of party down movie club type thing. Uh, where we watch some sort of movie uh, that has some connection to the show Party Down. Um, and for those who are friends of the Movie Ladder podcast, you're, you know, you might be familiar with the sort of exercise. Uh, but basically, you know, any kind of connection, you know, you have people from the cast that are in both, uh, same director, same writer, some, you know, connection with a name, connection with a topic, some, you know, backwards inside joke that you think will work. Any connection you could come up with between the show Party Down and the movie of your choice, send it in. Uh, we'll put it on the list, and maybe we'll uh, do an episode about that. Um, if you listen to last week's episode, you can guess that we're going to premiere the for, you know the next week or two. We'll come back with our first of these episodes on 2007's The Ten. Um, which you may be familiar with from Alex and Heather Chester's list of greatest movies in history. Um, <laughs> number three. Yeah. Sorry, it was just of the 21st century. I it was of, no, it was of the decade 2000-2009. Oh, okay. So that's barely anything. <laughs> barely anything. I'm sure I have. I'm sure I have some bullshit on my one of my lists. Yeah. Also. Do, do, do you want to critique the rest of my list, by the way? Um, should we do that or should we do it in, on the next episode in the context of where the TED ranks? Uh, whatever you want. <laughs> we, we can do it any direction you want. So maybe I should be, it's it's better I should be watching the TED in the context of the, what other great movies is it competing with? Yeah. Watching it. Well, should so, I give you okay, some so of the I'll names just to put you in the same context? Sure. Okay. So I want to know, here's the type of movie I'll be yeah. seeing. Uh, Gladiator. Uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, so I could expect a lot of violence, a lot of G yelling. Gangs of New York. <laughs> Gangs of New York, okay, violence and yelling, okay, yeah. sure. Clashings, um, brother killing brother. The, the Departed. <laughs> the Departed, more more yeah. killing, certainly more killing. Yeah. Um, killing with a, with a Boston accent. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, you get the point. It's uh, a Hotel Rwanda. Hotel Rwanda, okay, definitely killing. Um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we got a lot of killing on the list. Last King of Scotland. Last King of Scotland. I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, didn't he win the Oscar for Best Actor? For playing Yeah, Indian? I think so. Indian, Indian, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw that. Yeah, it's very good. Um, but spoiler alert, yeah. I mean, not a great guy. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Yeah. Uh, Road to Perdition, Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> um, I feel like I haven't seen that either. Mm, yeah. Uh, a lot of killing in that one also. I'm surprised you that's a that. that's like a it's a mafia movie, right? It's a period like piece. 20s. Set, in the, set in the 1920s and 30s, I think. Yeah. It's like prohibition, right? Yeah. Uh, road to right. Yeah, it's yeah. it's on my list. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. see it. And point, so the ten is very similar. As long as they movie. stop as long as they stop making new stuff, I'll be able to see all the old stuff. Yeah. Um but they're never gonna stop. Uh, is that the joke? Yeah. Oh, okay. exactly. Oh, or you know, or they might <laughs> if people stop paying for it. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So the TED is is in that category. Yeah, it's the same type of movie. It's it's almost identical. Uh, <laughs> so you you have like no other comedies on the list. No, there no, there's some other comedies on the list. Um, Borat. Borat. Okay. Uh, Snatch. Yeah, I love Borat. Snatch. Okay, comedy ish. Yeah. That's not comedy. Uh, the Hangover. Uh, fine. Okay, we love the Hangover. 
Anchorman. I saw The Hangover twice in theaters within 24 hours when it came out. <laughs> That's a good endorsement. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, immediately, I saw it at night, and then I immediately went to see it again the next afternoon. Hmm. That's uh that's a that's a strong endorsement. A Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Uh-huh. Very good. Very yeah. good. Um the ten is like none of those though. It's not? No, nah, I'm joking. Uh, so what's uh, it? The, the notebook? That's another movie on my list. I never saw the notebook. Oh, it's sentiment. Like I saw it with Jen, you know, it's one of those things. Yeah, I don't think I need to at this point. Um Yeah. Um yeah. All right. What are we talking about? I thought we weren't doing my, my list. I thought we were talking about a Constance Carmel's wedding. Uh, well, we were going to, but yeah. I just wanted to so, encourage right, so, yeah. people so, to send in your picks. Yeah. So send in our picks. If you want to watch the 10 message of or I, because it's not streaming anywhere, unfortunately. <laughs> Let's just say Av could point you to a place on the Internet. Yeah. We did ask the star of the movie if it was available for streaming anywhere. And he said it's not, unfortunately, at the moment. So, yeah, as we mentioned last week, um, it's not so simple to watch the 10. Um, so if you're interested, um, we do have information in the WhatsApp group, which you could join or you could just message me um, on Twitter and I could point you to where you might be able to watch the 10. Um, you so you can find me on Twitter. Um, I could also then point you to the WhatsApp group if you want to join that. But either way, you want to watch the TED. Um, I'll give you the TED. Um, and yeah, so we're going to watch that, that next week. I'm excited. It's it's one of the best movies ever, uh, apparently. <laughs> so you know what could go wrong with those sorts of sky high expectations. So let's go in with uh, arms and head held high, and uh, let's hope for the best. Uh, but until then, we all we have left is this one episode of pretty, pretty, pretty good coverage of Party Down. Season 2, Episode 10, Constance Carmel Wedding. Why isn't Constance Carmel wedding and not Constance Carmel's wedding? Yeah, that's very annoying to me also. <laughs> I don't understand it. I mean, I assume it's just a mistake, but it, it annoyed me to know it. Or is it or is that well, the vernacular of how they would write a wedding? Like, no, what I don't the, think how, so, because all the other ones. Yeah, like, they, it's, all it's the so, other ones so are so apostrophes, right? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, well, except for the big deal party. <laughs> right. Well, that was its own thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, so we start out with like this uh if uh if you call it Constance Carmel and then you you gotta immediately the first second sound Constance Carmel screaming in your face. Yes, for sure. Um that's uh Carmel's uh gun. That's yeah, uh, that yeah. principle of yes. uh, storytelling. Um uh, she's like so excited to see everyone, she's uh super high energy. Um, she thanks everyone for coming. I'm so happy that you guys were able to make it. And Henry's like, yeah, you hired us. Like, of course we came. Um, if you pay for us to come to your wedding, we'll be there in a cinch. Um, and we see this old man kind of like uh, rolling along into the room. He's got an oxygen tank on him. And uh, Constance introduces everyone and tells him, tells everyone this is her fiance. This is the guy she's married. He's my reason for living. And his name is Howie. Uh, do you recognize this guy, Alexander? Do I recognize Howie? No. What am I supposed to recognize him from? 
He's in a very famous film. Now it's it's very highly regarded. Not as highly regarded as the ten. Of course not. But yeah. but some say it's one of the top five greatest movies of all time. Oh oh oh! oh I know. He's um he's the guy in The Godfather who um um the obnoxious guy gets shot in the eye. Uh, Mo Mo Burke. Yeah. Mo Green. Mo Green. Mo Green. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Okay. Oh, that's Wait. awesome. Wait, who's yeah. that actor? What's his name? Um, I don't remember his name. Oh, okay. I just recognized him as Bill Green. Yeah. Took me a second, but I got there. I guess we could look at um, his name. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. Um, I started The Godfather. I think we should know his name. Your phone's ringing. Alex Rucco. Oh, the great Alex Rucco. King of the Alexes. Is he still with us? He had a bum ticker at the age of 75. No, no, he died. He died in 2015. Mm, yeah. All right. Well, rest in peace. Well, what else, what else? What else was he in that we would know him from? Um, he was in Family Guy. His voice. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at his more recent stuff. Let's see if I recognize it here. Well, what, what's his intro like in Wikipedia? Oh, okay. look at that. Uh, was an American actor known for his distinctive gravelly voice. He was often mm. cast as villains, including Mo Green in The Godfather and his primetime Emmy Award winning role in the famous Teddy Z. He did a significant so, amount of voiceover work later in his career. So there's something a little bit meta about a guy primarily known for playing villains at the end of his life, professing that, you know, he's jack shit, he's a different guy, and then actually following through on it. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I suppose so. Yes. Yeah. Very poetic episode for you. Art imitating life. Yes, it is. Um, so, um, you know, we so we get to meet Howie, um, and he is, like, incredible. He's, like, able to figure out who's who just based on Constance's stories. He's like, you know, that, that's Lydia. Um, and that's um, that's Casey, and she like he like spanks her on the butt, and she's like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Um, and then um, Lydia tries to introduce herself to Constance. Obviously, um, Howie doesn't know who he, who she is because Constance doesn't know who she is, and she's like basically like, "I don't need to know you. Like, I'm not capable of being replaced." So like, yeah, I need this, to be my this quote jealousy from Constance is very like sort of surprising, isn't it? It's not part of her yeah, character yeah. previously. Yeah, it's very unusual, but I liked it on her. Like, it was very funny to me. Yeah, but it's like the driving, <laughs> like, she's threatening uh, Lydia directly to her face later on in the episode. It's like yeah. a big part of her driving motivation, and it's kind of surprising. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, Ron comes stumbling into the room. He's, like, dropping silverware. He's making lots of noise. Um, and somehow, and, uh, how he's able to identify him as Ron. Yeah, he's like, oh, Ron, of course. Um, and Connie's like, isn't he wonderful? And the crew is absolutely speechless. Yes. That's her cold open. Very, very strong start. Yeah. Well, the, the, the fake heart attack is is brilliantly executed. I'm yeah. a fan. Yeah. The people yeah, that are yeah. not such fans. Okay. So, yeah. So we jump into the episode proper and uh, Constance has this uh, basket of cookies um, that she's received from a wedding guest, and she hands them to Roman. Um, we will, I don't know if it's now or later, we, but the, certainly we'll eventually learn that these are weed cookies. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you recall if it was a, it was a, a obviously this from the beginning or if it was only later that. Uh, well, no, because all he says is it'll clean out your bowels. 
Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So not yet. So um, Kyle and Roman are talking about what uh, gifts they might be bringing. Kyle is gifting them a song that he has written. Uh, more on that later. Uh, Roman, obviously choosing to go with the better gift than Kyle, um, is giving them nothing. Uh, yeah. Much, much better than Kyle's gift, I would, I would repeat, is nothing. Well, in hindsight, um, but in terms yeah. of, you know, right? <laughs> well, in, in terms, terms of, of the thought. The, yeah, sure. in, ter- in terms of the thought, Roman's an asshole. But we yeah. knew that already. Uh, but he says those motherfuckers are loaded, so he doesn't have to give them any money. And also, these people aren't actually invited guests. They're hired staff. Um, so, yeah, so they definitely don't have to give a gift. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure, you don't have to give a gift if you were merely invited as part of the catering staff. You paid to be there, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, unless it's because you're uh, you're you're in uh, your year of avelos and you need to work as a caterer in order to be able. Oh, my to dad attend. did. That. My dad did that once. <laughs> yeah, that of course it's a big mitzvah. Yeah, should we explain that or just move on? <laughs> Let's just move on. Okay. <laughs> if you really want to know, you can ask us. Um, so Casey um, tells Henry that uh, this wedding is really making her uncomfortable because they they barely know each other. They've only dated for two months. Like and, like they met on Craigslist. He was like looking for like a female actor or something. Yeah. Um, and, like the whole She's thing. Trying to get back sketchy. in the game. Yeah. Um, and we have Ron attending the bar when Mr. Bolus, or Bolus is his first name, um, he's, he has a speaking role, as we see again in Party Down, mm-hmm. uh, with Danielle's dad and, like, the head of the the company, and he's just, like, casually referring to Ron as, like, you know, oh, you know Ron, the future operations manager, um, and we also get to meet Danielle's fiance and Rod's nemesis for this episode, uh, a guy named Stuart. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember his real life name, but to me, he's by far most famous for being a, a similar role on The Big Bang Theory as kind of like the nemesis of our the main characters. Yeah, I mean, Stuart is a big dweeb, but he's done absolutely <laughs> nothing wrong other than be a big dweeb. Um, I mean, he doesn't seem like a nice guy. Why? I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll get to that later. He is, he Danielle, like by the way, me. Danielle's uh, incredible. Yeah, she's very good. Yeah, she's basically acting in this entire episode like a um, someone in a Harlequin romance, or or even you could say like a daytime soap opera. Like, <laughs> like sort of the tone of her voice. Um, you know, later when they're in the bathroom, she's like, "He's going to banish you from Party Down entirely." Like, who uses the word "banish" in like modern? Movies, <laughs> you know. She slaps him all the time. I'll say banished. Yeah. Have you ever been banished? Um, I don't believe so. (laughs) That's my knowledge. My mother says banished a lot, but she's from South Africa, so maybe that's why. They're big banishers there. Oh, really? How? What do you get banished from? I'm not saying I get banished. I just hear her using the word banish. Oh, okay. So, but she doesn't. So she doesn't mean it like to literally banish permanently someone. She may have banished me like from the TV room when I was like, you know, nine or something like that. But I've right. been banished by her recently. No. Uh huh. And how long did that banishment last? I think I've discussed this before. I, I secretly had a key. Our, our our TV was in a room behind a locked door in our house growing up. But I secretly holy had a key. shit. I haven't told you that. I, it's ringing a bell. Oh. Um, well, yeah, so we had one TV with no cable or anything. It was like a small 19-inch TV that had like six channels, and the room it was in was locked, so I managed to procure a key. And um, my parents decided that don't ask, don't tell was the best policy going forward. They would pretend they didn't know I had a key. I would pretend they didn't know I had a key. I would only go in late at night, like, you know, when no one else was around, and uh, uh-huh. that was how that was resolved. 
Uh, your holy shit were, is quite a reaction. Were there permitted uses of it? Yeah, Sunday morning cartoons, and then Sunday afternoon Vikings game, and then Sunday night we'd watch the show called Ghost Rider on PBS. Oh, I love that show. Yeah, good show. Oh, so and, we should do a podcast about that show. Uh, Ghost Rider, yeah. I ranked it when we ranked all our TV shows. Jamal, Letty. Oh, that's more Alex. Rob, you remember, you remember, yeah. the, names? You remember oh. the names of the characters? That's phenomenal. Uh, not all of them. I'll put it up together. There was like the brother sister one. This is this is. Perfect. I, I would absolutely watch an episode of a uh, of uh, a ghost. Well, Rider. you have to watch like a like a story. How does like there was like there was like there was, there was like a it, there was like an arc of a certain number of episodes of like each mystery. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'd watch episode one point one and see uh, see if it sucked. <laughs> it's it's see where it goes. So it's that instead of the ten. How many episodes? I want you to guess. I'm going to look it up of Ghost Rider. <laughs> um, I'm going to say forty four. Okay, Ghost Rider, nineteen ninety two. Had three seasons, 74 episodes, 18 oh, wow. story arcs with four episodes in each arc, except for one and five, where they have five episodes. So they really explained that well. Um, and then there was Ghost Rider came back in 2019, a revival. Of that, I, that I knew. I knew. I heard oh, I never that. heard I knew, of it. I it. Yeah, I heard about that. I considered watching it. I'm like, no, that's stupid. This I should have watched it. Episodes. Should we watch the, the new Ghost So should we Rider? watch the new one? Should we watch the new one? Hmm. I think I think I mean this is insane that we were talking about this, but to the extent that we're being remotely serious or even pretending to be serious, I would want to at least start with the old one and see why I liked it so much. It might have been because uh-huh. it was the only show I was allowed to watch, so like that might have been a <laughs> could be. Well, yeah. I'm sure you won't like it. Like it's a it's a children's show. Yeah. Now, to be clear, I watch a ton of other shows, but again, it was uh, unauthorized. I watched. Uh, no, I, Ryan. I loved Ghost Rider. I watched Conan O'Brien and Jay Leno. Like, like I would watch Married with Children. I'd watch whatever was on TV after everyone else went to bed, basically. Yeah, so Ghost Rider was basically, it was these, we haven't even said what the show is. It was like these group of kids in a school, and the only thing that they had in common, basically, is that they have, had the bother. I don't even know where it came from, is that there was this, like, ghost writer, literally, who would spell out clues and messages in writings that only these kids could see. They had some power for some reason. I don't even remember why. Um, and they would use these clues to like solve mysteries and crimes around town. Mm. And it was very fun and very cool and very mysterious. Um, and the, well, all the, like cool, a little bit all of the like cool a, kids were watching it. Me. <laughs> oh, super um, cool. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All the we had we, we had to balance between hanging out with the girls yeah. and watching Ghost Rider. Yeah, so we exactly. told the girls, "Listen, Sunday, we can hang out, but I have to be oh, home. Really? I have to be home at six for Ghost Rider. <laughs> and no, no exceptions. I don't miss Ghost Rider because you miss it. You miss it. Yeah, back they then, don't just air it again. You'll never yeah, see exactly. it again. Yeah, girls will have plenty Rider. of years to not talk to girls. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um. Okay, so let's let's uh let's throw this Ghost Rider in the hopper. I like it. I think it'll be fun to watch. Seventy four episodes and then thirty. No, we don't have to watch show. <laughs> no, 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 we're not doing well, yeah, that. I fought West Wing because there's too many episodes. <laughs> hundred episodes of a kids show in a reboot. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a normal thing to do. So, what do you guys podcast about, Ghost? <laughs> 
party down is already impossible enough to explain to people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so oh yeah. Well, so we used to do a podcast. Yeah, now we're doing party down. No, oh, you just never heard of it. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that yeah, that, that's that conversation's over. Yeah, now, exactly. Uh, no, but I used to do one about curb. I you could, we could talk about curb still. Yeah. No, I haven't done a podcast about it in months. Yeah. No, I do party down now. And rehearsal, by the way, I feel like everybody was talking about rehearsal at the time. And now it's completely well, disappeared. Everybody, well, in, a everybody in a very yeah. Yes, yes. Right. Of the hundred people you know, ninety-eight were watching the rehearsal. Yeah, but like, but like all like sort of my my local friends here, like my friends in the neighborhood, none of them seem to have seen it anymore. But I feel like I discussed it with some of them. I must have. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't probably. Know. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Now that we, yeah, so I think we're probably not going to do a complete Ghost Rider podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's not. probably yeah. probably not worth considering. That's, that's unlikely. Yeah, I think I feel like the, um, the, the it, they might wear off. Any charm there is to doing a Ghost Rider podcast might wear off after, you know, maybe we do like one mystery from the old and one from the new or something like that. I don't know. We don't have to discuss this. We don't have to like finalize the decision right now. We must finalize the Ghost Rider podcast. <laughs> I've already registered us on Anchor. Can you even is Ghost Rider even accessible? Like, are the episodes available somewhere? Pretty, pretty, pretty ghost. <laughs> A Ghost Rider podcast. Um, let's see. Ghost Rider. Apple um, TV Plus, but that might be the new one. You can buy the uh, the DVD set on Amazon for $170. It's a great price. Do it. It's a great show. It's a steal to get it at that price. $70 for one season of a DVD. That's insane. Oh, hold on. I, that's new on Prime. I can get it used for $100. How the hell is we sell this DVD for $100? That's insanity. Yeah, why can't I find it? Customers who viewed this also viewed where in the where on earth is Carbon San Diego? I thought it's called Where in the World. It's Carbon San Diego. It, it, that was a spinoff. Oh, our friend Noah. Where to watch? Where in the world? Yes, yeah. he was. He did not win. Yeah, and other people. Um, okay, it looks like the 1992 version is on something called Crunchyroll. Oh, I see Crunchyroll. Yeah, one season free. I don't know. So it sounds like you could probably watch some of that. Um. Yeah, we've been we've been like going for like forty minutes, and we've yet to touch on pretty. pretty yeah, we talked good. a lot about Ghost Rider. Yeah, we did. We talked a lot about a lot of things, but but not so much. Uh, we talked a lot about Fleischman is in trouble. Yeah, we did do a good about it. We just should we just end it here and pick up on uh, Constance Carmel wedding next week? We got eight weeks to squeeze. Although not now, now that we got to do all these uh, Ghost Rider episodes. We don't have enough time. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna have to do like twelve episodes a week. <laughs> twelve episodes an episode. Yeah. All right. Yeah, every, well, we, well, we, we, we our hands are tied. We we committed to it, and uh, yeah. we, we are not above the policy. Yes, even I am not. Um, all right. Yeah. So so let's go back. So yeah. So we're talking about Ron seeing Danielle with her new fiance Stewart and her dad, and she says her dress is on backwards. And she runs off to the bathroom where we discover her dress is actually on backwards. <laughs> right. It's like it incredibly brilliant. I don't know how they did that with the fabric of the dress or whatever, because but I absolutely love the fact that she, she's being literal. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I died for that. Like, I just no way. Yeah, I don't remember that joke at all. Um, I, I was, yeah, I was cracking up when, when she's like, "No, I that wasn't." He's like, "Oh, I thought that was a sign." Yeah. Uh, but um, it, it, whether it was a sign or not, uh, they both immediately start making out. But she tells him they have to break up. Uh, this just isn't gonna work. Um, if my dad finds out about us, you're gonna you're gonna have no chance of becoming operations manager. You can't ruin your career on me. Um, I'm engaged to somebody else. This is like this just can't happen. And she just walks out despite Rod begging her not to leave. Yeah. Meanwhile, the uh, the the 90 year old guy who Kyle thinks is going to uh, discover him the way he discovered Croft from Seals and is also in the women's bathroom and is urinating on the floor. <laughs> uh yes he spanks lydia's ass for, for good measure oh oh, oh uh, wait no he doesn't spank lydia's ass does he no uh, that's that's later that's howie oh that's howie yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. sorry yeah, how how howie will be in the in the in the women's bathroom next uh-huh. this it. is just um this guy whose name i forget the old jew uh okay so yeah so um, henry has been reading kyle's script um and he's actually into it mm. uh unfortunately he the roommate's not into, into it. it yeah uh the roommate wants to go have sex um but he wants to read the script rare instance of a man choosing reading over sex yes <laughs> he really feels like this part is calling to him but um the moment is for naught as rod walks in and uh orders Henry to go clean up the piss in the ladies' uh, bathroom. Um, so now it seems like Ron outranks Henry again. It's not really clear. I feel well, like this I is think Ron consistent. is just so heartbroken that the force of his anger sort of scares Henry into submission. So Henry's just listening to him, even though he doesn't necessarily have to. Well, I mean, it is weird because, yeah, Henry, although he gave Ron the authority, if Ron tried to make him do something humiliating, like clean up piss, I feel like he'd stand up himself. But uh, yeah, in this circumstance, Ron is so emotive that Henry just acquiesces. Okay, that's a fair read. I don't mind it. Um, and that means that we get to go back to the women's bathroom again, of course. And as you said this time, it's Howie who walks in. Yeah. Oh, so this is what what he um, slaps Lydia. Yeah. He slaps Lydia just walking through the party. Uh-huh. He asks her if she uh, if she's a horsewoman. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, what what, what part of what part is, is flank sonny human? Is it the vagina? <laughs> um, I don't know. You can look it up. Yeah. Poor poor Lydia. She's so thirsty to get it anyway, and she will get it by the end of this episode. So congrats. To her. <laughs> she's been trying yeah. all season. <laughs> she really has been. She's been working it hard. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So. Connie uh, notices that Rod is uh, not in good spirits yeah. and she wants says, to know Come what's on, going Rod. on. Tell me what's wrong. Is it your bowel? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it is, then we know what the answer is. Go eat the wheat cookies because apparently they'll clean them out. Yeah. And um, Connie just says, listen, you got to do what you love. You got to follow your heart. If, if there's someone you love, you got to just go after that. And Lydia's like, I know I'm not part of this conversation, but I completely disagree. I think you got to be practical. You got to focus on things like being able to pay your rent and being able to afford cable television. Um, very dated there, I, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. Uh, cable television. Yeah, this, what this do you show, say? Is this show a period piece? You would say you would have to be right. You, um, it's, it's kind of. I don't know. 
Uh, well, the... well, because it was made in the era that it was taking place in, so no. Unless anything becomes a period piece. Oh, okay, fine, fine, fine. Fair, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, but then I guess it would be if uh, if it's what you're saying, where it's a uh, throwback. It's well, it's a, yeah, it's a period piece from like six months before when they filmed it. <laughs> no, if if they're saying it's taking place in 2010, still, like you suggested. Yeah, I guess there's no explicit references. Maybe it's taking place in the future. Maybe it's 2022. And Lydia's just that dated that she's still using cable. She's not a take, so. So what if they make it specifically? It's it's picking up, and it's twenty. It's twenty ten, right? Is that what mm-hmm. it'll be? Twenty eleven, whatever. Sure, something like that. Yeah. Um, and they make it like very clear twenty eleven. They make it like a twenty eleven period piece. Does that retroactively make the whole show a period piece? Well, no, because the early episodes weren't filmed, <laughs> right? You, but you, now you, it's you, a whole thing about a period of time. Hmm. Well, then, by that standard, any movie with a flashback scene, the entire thing can be <laughs> deemed a period piece. Because part of it if is taking so. place in the time that it was filmed, but part of it was taking place in the past. And you're arguing the whole thing then, therefore, becomes a period piece. I'm not going to let you take me down this road. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're already here, my friend. We don't, uh, we're matching today, by the way. We're both wearing uh, crimson. Oh, yeah. Cool. Or, cran- or cranberry. I don't know. I'm wearing it? that. I'm also wearing like uh, red and black uh, pajama pants. So I'm like mm. very red, very red today. Mm. My my youngest son wears only red, all red outfits from head to toe. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's his favorite color. And Did you get it? Are you going to get him checked out for that? He's two. I think it's fine. <laughs> all right, it's fine. And it's, been, and it's been like a week of it, so. But if he's oh, still okay. doing it, like, if he's still doing it, he's got all 150. <laughs> like, four, what he's like, 14. You should yeah. be like, hey, do you want to try another color? Well, one of my one of my kids, when they were in. I mean, I guess pre- it's not the biggest deal, but yeah. I don't know. When they were in pre K, the teacher wanted to have a meeting with Jen and I. We had a special meeting, like, outside of parent teacher conferences. She was concerned because he was coloring lots of rainbows. And so we said, he's four. And she said, yeah, but he only wants to color rainbows. And we said, well, you're the expert of working with four-year-olds. So even though it seems very normal to us, if you think it's a concern, then fine. I guess we should be concerned. And then, like a couple months later, he stopped calling rainbows. It was never a concern again. And we were very confused as to why this was deemed a concern. Um, yeah. Well, maybe there are certain people that are okay with um, manipulating young parents in a heightened state of affairs with their, like, small children mm. oh, oh it was uh, all a gay conspiracy because it's a rainbow i don't know i just feel like a lot yeah, of these listen that's what a lot of places they says, just right? they're trying to uh, infiltrate our children true no yeah. i don't mean it that way i guess i guess um, it worked on my son yeah yeah no i just feel like people are always like trying to like push uh therapies and stuff onto kids from, oh like, uh, those things are very good and valuable when necessary i'm just you know when necessary no that's what I'm, I'm not even yeah. i'm just not sure if this the symptom is a kid who likes to color rainbows and like only wants to color rainbows for a few weeks that seems uh yeah anyway um yeah yeah right. so, so so that's so we we've sort of skipped over roman who every time we've seen him has been nibbling on the cookies and, <laughs> right oh, oh and then how is how his daughter shows up Right after Roman walks off, and and Howie's daughter uh, uh, wants wait, to wait, know. Wait, just but first we have um, we have Casey going to Connie and telling her 
uh, that, oh, she's like, that she's like that she's yeah she's concerned about this whole Howie guy, uh, who we find out has been married nine times, nine times, and cheated on all of them. But this doesn't appear to bother Connie at all. She dismisses Casey Those completely. Yeah, she's like, listen, Although, is she or is she not? Because she's dismissing him by also keep keep saying how yeah I love the project, I'm in love with the project, the project that they're gonna work on together. So it's a little bit unclear. It's a little bit unclear. Yeah. Um, As but, you Connie know, usually always is. <laughs> listen, he's crazy, but so am I. We're the same kind of crazy, and that's Ooh. love. Yep. And she knows that he will be true, uh, yeah. which he will be. For a very Spoiler. brief period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He makes it. Um, so, yeah. So, Howard uh, comes in and he sees Henry cleaning up the piss. And Henry says, So, I guess that's the 10th time the charm, I guess. And um, Howard explains, you know, he defends himself. He says that, you know, his love for Connie is very true. And very strong and very legitimate um, before going off to charge off his, t- you know, this guy, he has to, he's walking around with the tank. He's got to go like replace in the yeah. middle of the party. And, and if not, then my name is Jack shit. Yeah. Which uh, we later learn will be. Yeah. Um, yeah. So apparently, yeah, it's true love, love, true love. Yeah. Okay. So then we have the daughter comes in. Oh yeah. Yeah. She, she arrives and Roman is fantastically high. And this is where we realize that the uh, the brownies that he's been eating do something other than clean out your bowels. Um, I, I thought that his acting is incredible, but it's like a really annoying person. That person who like gets too high or doesn't know what they're doing and gets really paranoid <laughs> and annoying and, yes. and wants, to, yes. wants to call doctors or whatever or police officers. That person is always <laughs> yes. extremely annoying. And Roman <laughs> portrays that person very well. <laughs> yes, that person is very annoying. I've been in that exact scenario. Um, <laughs> On at least a couple of occasions. Take me to the hospital. Call yeah, the cops. Yeah. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna die. No. Yeah. I'm gonna die. You're not gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna be the first person in the history of the world to die from smoking a joint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Worst, Jerry. The worst. <laughs> no, it's usually not a joint. It's yeah. So um, like um, cookies. Exactly. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. It's exactly like this. Yeah. Um, and so the daughter is very upset because uh, she thinks that Constance is a gold digger, or uh, she calls her the c-word. Actually, <laughs> uh, she sure does. Yeah, and and Casey and Henry do not appreciate this. Nor should they. Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, we love Connie. <laughs> we love Connie. She's no c-word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do love though after her interaction with Stone Roman, when she's like, anyone who's on her. She's just she's such a narc. Like she's got like that straight hair. Uh to go back to Fleischman is in trouble. She's got real um Claire Danes energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear that. Yeah. Um yeah, so so then we but then we'll eventually we'll go to the bathroom where where we hear that Kyle is dying or Roman is dying. Kyle, Kyle will escort the uh <laughs> the, the, the medics who have showed up here. And and, yes. and the guy who brought the wee brownies immediately uh declares that Roman has eaten exactly three of them. How does he know that? <laughs> There's a basket full of cookies that who knows how many other people have been eating. There's no way for him to know that. Yeah, maybe yeah, but, so. Yeah, but it's a te- no. But we seem sort of counting and looking in the in the basket. So yeah, a tenth right. a tenth of an ounce of high grade marijuana for Roman, who apparently has no experience with it, which is a little surprising given sort of uh, everything we know about Roman. Yeah, you would think he would have tried it. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, we, and we also find out that, in fact, Connie is being required to sign a prenup. Um, yeah. And she has agreed to do one, yes. um, which makes Casey even more suspicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, like, what is she so worried? That the, or just like he's just going to, like, use her or whatever? Well, I mean, if anything, I think that she would be accused of using him, right? Well, like, oh, he's for, just in monetarily. It for She's just in it for money. Yeah, but like. It's sort of, I mean, I have. No <laughs> Sounds idea. like a good deal. I don't know. Is it that what like not, half of uh, these old, the older people? It's if <laughs> I think that it's more. I think that Howie's daughter's position, yeah, although she, she may be obnoxious and an asshole, but like her position is more understandable than 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 Casey's. Right. Right. Yeah. I hear you. In terms of like who's, I don't know, but um, yeah. But if they're both if they're both uh, consenting adults, who cares? Yeah, which, uh, I mean, right. I mean, I guess like Mona is, uh, you know, acting with, out of self-interest. Her, completely her own self-interest. Yeah. Why? Right. Why, why does she deserve this money from her father any more than a woman who brings her father her father love? Um. Yeah. I mean, that's for him to decide. Yeah. Uh. But you know, I, it's, I guess it's reasonable for her to protect guess, her own interest. Is Mona the only daughter here out of nine previous marriages, and who knows how many you know out of wedlock <laughs> tri- trysts? You would think that. Yeah. Which of the 10 of the nine <laughs> do you think Mona is the daughter of? Uh, number four. Oh, I was going to say number two and four. It's a Grover Cleveland situation. Oh, I see. Or not, or even um, didn't um, um, Elizabeth Taylor marry the same guy like twice, right? I don't know. One of her husbands I'm she married twice, which I think is phenomenal. I, believe, I, think, I love this I'm, idea of if you marry somebody you're in love, you get divorced, doesn't work out. You, you go, you marry somebody else. You get divorced and come back to the first one. I mean, then you get divorced. Again. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> Until that part, it's a really romantic story. I mean, getting divorced for the same person twice sounds very bad. Yeah. It's also like it's also like very pathetic. It's like, what were you thinking? You already got divorced. Yeah, but I think by the time you're at these numbers of six or seven or ten or whatever. Oh, did you? Oh, did you hear what happened? What? Oh, they got divorced. Yeah. Oh, really? Interesting. Well, I love what I love what Mickey calls. Um, uh, he, he calls um, what's her name? He calls her a lightweight because she only has two divorces, right? Right. In the anti yeah. episode. What's yeah, we. I mean, we said before that fifty percent of marriages end in divorce. I bet it's a hundred percent of marriages of people who have been previously divorced. Yeah, end in divorce. Well, so I bet you that if fifty percent is it fifty percent of marriages end in divorce or fifty percent of people get divorced because those are very different because you have know. some you right. have some super yeah, divorcers. Right. Right. Uh, I don't know. You you could do your own research. Yeah, that's just a number that people throw around. I don't know the precise uh, statistic and what yeah. the sample size was. Yeah, uh, uh, but you can report back. Report back to us next week me? on your findings. Okay, all right. Or, or some. I yeah. No, no one cares. Yeah. This is not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, no one's gonna look this up and send it in. Like, I mean, this an hour and a half ago. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. Time is what? Or what? What does uh, what does Roman say? I must find where I am in the universe now <laughs> to say where I was then. Yeah. yeah. Um, Roman is basically being asked if um, if he's in a period piece. He's like, how can I go back in time? Yeah. Um, so yeah. So we are about to take our vows, and all of a sudden, Patrick Duffy comes in. Balls. And he's like, he's like, Constance, don't marry him. Marry me. Yeah. Uh, this is pretty wild. 
I, I love when he describes as they they made love while flying directly over the um um what was it the, the rainforest and then they made love again on the waterfall that they crashed into for making love the first time on their glider. <laughs> oh, that was you. I mean, this woman yeah. has lived a life. We need a constant spinoff. Um, yeah, like a like a prequel. Yeah, you previously expressed how you doubt the constant stories. I believe every single one of them. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Yeah, so so far, so far, every single one has proven true, right? Yeah, and nothing sure. she said has been proven to be false. Yep, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So where were we? Oh, I, I also love I love when there's the whole scene in, in the bathroom as the stone guy is trying to like Rabbi Roman out of it. The the you know the guy who brought the brownies. Yeah. And Kyle's um, just having the time of his life laughing his ass off, as are the EMTs. <laughs> and then Lydia right. shows up, she's like, she's like, Oh, what are you boys doing? <laughs> yeah. I, I love I love everything about that. Uh did you watch any Patrick Duffy shows? I don't think so. Uh Duffles means nothing to me. I mean, he's a name. Uh, I don't know what. Uh, tell me something. Well, so he was he was uh, from Dallas. That's like his most famous thing. Okay, uh, I know who shot Jr. That's all I know about Dallas. And then I and then yeah. I only know that because of the Simpsons. Yeah, he was uh, Jr.'s brother. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, he's definitely made, one of the main characters. Um, I also watched a show called Step by Step that he was the dad in, I believe. Uh, oh, like a very sitcomy show. Yeah, like a ninety early nineties sitcom about like a family. Okay. Um, what else yeah, he was ba- he was married to Suzanne Summers on that one. Yeah. Okay. And what else we got the Duffels? In? Or no, they were divorced. I don't remember. Is Duffels his nickname, or is that just a nickname Connie has for him? Sorry. Is Duffels the nickname of his outside of Connie? I wonder. Um, I don't know. By the way, how great do you feel? to be Howie at this wedding. You're a 75-year-old guy with a bum ticker and the, the girl you're about to marry, like <laughs> Patrick Duffy, like this like famous heartthrob bursts in and says, no, come with me instead. Um, yeah, that's pretty great. And then the big reveal is that, oh no, she did call him fairly recently and told him for 20 minutes that, that she was divo- that marrying Howie and she didn't want to, et cetera, et cetera. But it's okay because she was loaded. <laughs> and everyone in the room yeah. was like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, if that was a reasonable excuse for anything, then that, like, excuses yeah. most things. Yeah, again, I, I think Howie's daughter is much more right to be concerned here than uh, than, than uh, Casey is. Yeah. Um, so then it's, uh, this is, I guess, a little fire under Rod, right? So, like, now Rod's like, you know what? I'm doing the same thing. Danielle, don't marry Stuart. <laughs> I love you. Uh, but Stuart punches him in the face, like completely. Well, but Stuart, again, Stuart's like, dude, you're ruining my life. Why are you doing this? And then Rod's like, this isn't about you. And he's like, well, it is. Yeah, like I think Stuart's well, completely in the right here. Well, he's not the right to punch him in the face. That's ridiculous. Oh, I think and... you stand up for yourself. This guy's trying. This guy's trying to like steal your fiance and ruin your you life. Assault someone? No, I think Stuart's a hero here. Well, Stuart's going to jail. <laughs> he's not going to jail. punch someone. No, he's dad's absolutely. His dad's got big connections. His father-in-law. Um, no, I mean the main the the main person who did something wrong is Danielle. Yeah, Stuart doesn't cheating. Yeah, Rod doesn't know anything to Stuart. But Rod knows that Stuart's an engaged woman. I mean that that Danielle's an engaged woman. But that's between that's between him and his fiance. So you would sleep you would sleep with a person who was in a relationship. 
I'm not saying I, I would or that it's okay. okay. He's oh, not the oh, villain. Here. You just said Rod's said nothing wrong, and now you're admitting you're not saying that what he's doing is okay. What he has. I don't think he. I don't think he has an obligation to Stewart. That Stewart has the right to go punch him in the he face. He doesn't have an obligation to Stewart as a specific person. Well, hold on a second. So if your wife was having an affair with you, uh, on you, with some other guy, you wouldn't be desirous of punching him in the face. I might be desirous of it. I don't think I would go punch someone in the face. Okay, but if you did, you're and not if I did, guy. I would expect. And if I did, I would expect to go to jail for it. But that's insane. You don't go to jail for that. What are you talking about? Of course you do. Fucking your wife. You don't punch people. What are you talking about? It's illegal to punch people. If anybody, you can't, you can't punch someone in the face just because they did if something wrong to you. If anybody has sex with my wife without my consent, I'm going to punch them. Okay, I'm just saying. I think that's a reasonable position. I don't think I'm being unreasonable well, here. You'll probably go to jail. Yeah, I don't think it's so. Assault. I mean, what'll probably happen is I'll get punched back by a guy who's probably younger and stronger than me. I hope. Or they'll, sleep. or they'll call the cops and they'll arrest you for punching oh, somebody. Not anybody who's cool enough to sleep with my wife behind my back is not calling the cops. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, a lot of punch people. Oh, by the way, we totally we haven't even mentioned the fact that um, that uh, Stewart's father-in-law, Danielle's father, what's his name again? Anyway, I don't remember. Yeah, but he's been making moves on Lydia all episode long. Told <laughs> yeah, me, you know, uh, when the wife's away. His, I tried to find his name. Yeah, because his his wife is at a catering convention. And Bolus, he, Bolus. Yeah, and Bolus is here to fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But Lydia, uh, yeah. to her credit, unlike this asshole Ron and Av, apparently, will not engage <laughs> with him until he confirms that he's getting a divorce. And only at that point does she uh, lean into the dancing and the uh, and the grabbing of the flanks. Are those flanks? We don't know. We don't <laughs> Lydia know. doesn't know. Uh, yeah. So the marriage goes through, and unfortunately for Casey, so does a text message that we'll later learn is bad news. Yeah. Um. And the uh, the hippie guy is like trying to guide Robin through this yeah. uh, weed trip. Uh, yeah. Oh, we oh okay. Sorry, I went backwards. We went out of order. Okay, yeah, you're right. Uh, okay, then we got the song, right? We got Kyle's song. Oh, my struggle. Uh, Do you have a lyric? My struggle. Um, no, I did, I did write down all the lyrics, huh. uh, but basically, it's, you know, it's a conspiracy. Why with do they have all the money? With our blue eyes. Our, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, that's my struggle. And then he talks about, like, giving out numbers to people. Yeah. Uh, blah, you know, know, know Holocaust imagery. Uh, the hollow what? <laughs> the hollow what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wrong crowd. Um, wrong crowd, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Although, um, if we flash forward to 2016, it'll be very popular all of a sudden, let alone 2022. Yeah, right. As you said, Blowless is hitting on Lydia, and we have Henry finding Casey crying um, in the corner. Um, tells him that she's been cut from the Apatow movie, and he's like, "Well, you know, you can't get your down yourself. You got to keep chasing the dream." And she says, you know, I, I don't want to hear that. You know what? I don't think this is working because if we're not the same sort of crazy, uh, this is not going to work. Because if you're not crazy enough to believe in you, how are you going to believe in me? Yeah. And I think she makes a very great point here, honestly. Like she, she's like, I know what you're doing. And I know it's bullshit. And now there is a response you could give. You could say, I didn't believe in myself because I didn't have it. You have it. But, you know, she's not going to buy that from him. Yeah, I he mean, ain't buying it. I, he shouldn't I mean, be selling it. I certainly buy it, but like there are just people who are like insecure 
and are not and are could be better cheerleaders for others than they are for themselves. Yeah, and like believe in others more than they believe in themselves. That doesn't yeah. mean that like they no, should. No, I agree with you. Be I, with you. Yeah. yeah, that is like, a possible it, argument, but Casey's not interested in that. Yeah, I mean, if that's right, if that's that, if if that's what she needs, that's what she needs. That's for, you know, obviously fine for her. I don't think it's like any sort of like objective thing. That's all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, Rod and like Lydia are talking afterwards and says, you know what, you were right. If I just because I, I followed my heart, I lost everything. Um, and she asks him what he thinks of the guest that she was dancing with. And she, we find out that the wife is getting everything divorced, that Bolus is being left with nothing. Uh, this is very obviously very big news. Yes. And he goes to report to Danielle and tells him, great news, me and you can be together, and I can be operations manager. Like, it's all, it's, it's like a done deal. I have it all worked out. And she's like, what do you mean? She's like, because the company doesn't belong to your dad anymore. It belongs to your mom. She's like, and, and she hates Stuart. She's like, what are you talking about? She's like, oh, because your parents are getting divorced. <laughs> and she's like, what? Uh, very, very great way to deliver the news, Ron. Yeah. I mean, my, my parents haven't gotten divorced, uh, thankfully, so I don't know. But, like, I do feel like if you hear that as an adult, it hits you a little differently than as a child. But still not the way. Of course. Yeah, it, yeah. And still, like, could be very surprising news that you don't want to be delivered by sure. your boyfriend yeah. as, like, good news. Your parents yeah. are getting divorced. Yeah. No, I understand. But, uh, but it does seem, you know, the episode ends with cliffhanger that implies that, you know, we might be seeing more of... Uh, of Casey and, and Henry's romance, it, it does not leave off the implication that we'll be seeing more of Ron and Danielle. Danielle seems to be quite upset with it. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think Ron is probably finished. Yeah, uh, Roman himself is pretty finished, carried out on a stretcher, but he's yeah. uh, this is ridiculous. He's he's waxing poetic about his masterpiece uh, that he believes he has written out on, on pieces of tissue paper. Um, they they were able to spare quite a number of squares for him for yes. the script. Yeah, I, I would imagine um, it'd be hard to write on toilet paper. It's so soft. <laughs> they tell him they tell him that the, the nurses have never seen anyone this high before. <laughs> yeah, Cass is awesome. <laughs> yeah, sounds fun. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so the party uh is uh, winding down as the the couple heads out. And uh, they come to a stop. Uh, as it turns out, that Howie has passed in yeah. a mere seconds. After wait, wait, so like, wait, like they're not going to call a paramedic. They're not going to try like CPR. Nope, he's dead. One hundred percent dead. Nope, he's dead. One hundred percent, definitely dead. Bury him. <laughs> uh, and the gravy trade, says uh, Howie's yes. daughter. Yes, uh, but as it turns out, her father did not sign the prenup. Instead, signed it as Jack shit. So, I would say the money is Cotty's. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting to track as we come back to the new uh, to new season three because uh, Connie is apparently a multimillionaire. Um, seemingly, right? She should be. Yeah, she, she's getting if she's getting half his estate now, just because. She didn't sign a prenup doesn't mean he could not have had a will that he may not have right. updated to include her. Correct. But so, I think if he's married, if she's married, he's she's, I think, guaranteed some minimum in yes. most states. Yes. And but California, I, I think, is one of the most 
like pro it, equitable. It, it, can't, it can't automatically be 50% of his of his estate, can it? I don't know. Like there might be some formula based on how long. Yeah, well, they've been married for about 20 minutes. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. We, I mean, we could certainly speak unintelligently about this. Yes. Or, yeah, uh, well, we I, I assume that's what people would like. States lawyer. Yeah. We know right, I, could, like I, I probably I could have arranged for this if, yeah. if we needed to, if we had thought yeah. of it. I, I don't think anybody cares. Um, Listen. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll one, find out. If episode one comes, yeah, and, and Connie's wealth is referenced, then maybe we'll, we'll do a, a bit of research. <laughs> if there's a whole episode about her wealth yeah. planning. Find, find we'll a 1L or I'll find a 1L and do some pro bono work for the podcast. She's uh, well, There's a scene where she goes to update her wills, and then, you know, we learn about the whole, mm. you know, the, the wealth transfers. Yeah, it could uh, be like the Seinfeld reunion episode, right? It could be. Yeah. It could very much be like that. Yeah. Maybe she put her all her money. Uh, but- Wait, what year was Madoff? Madoff, uh, 2008-9. Oh, so he's before this. Oh, because I was going to say, if he's between 2010 and 2022, maybe she gets Madoff. It's like George. Yeah. Right. Much like George at the Wilpons. Yeah. I mean, that worked out well for you in the long run. It just took a while. Um, yeah, I, as I, as I said um, recently, um, the best is to not have an owner who's involved in massive securities fraud, but yeah. if you are, you pick the owner who was the perpetrator of the securities <laughs> fraud, <laughs> not the schmuck who was the victim. <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there was a lot of schmucks with Madoff, but, uh. Yeah. Sure, but yeah. like be the guy who's like, oh, they they find him at the end, and he yeah. won, like he got like billions of dollars in fraud, versus yeah. the guy who like lost their shirts and had to sell their beloved team yeah. for out front of them because this guy swindled them. Yeah, <laughs> and they were dumb idiots. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so so back to well, we're done with Constance Carmel's wedding, and now the mid credit scene shows us that we're at a bar mitzvah. Right, we're at a new, we're at a new event altogether. It's a couple of months later. And it's very exciting. It yeah, certainly we have that a season three is coming. Uh, right. Uh, and Henry is uh, going to do something important. We learned, which yeah. we've cut. To his, we get him. we get one new member of the cast. Who's that? They show some like bald, older white guy who walks in and he's like, he's like new. Oh, he, he comes in right as they say, oh, and where's Henry? Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah, I didn't note guy. that. Yeah. Hold on. I can look um, yep. And uh, Henry's at a casting call for uh, some part. So interesting. Um, now, I guess, you know, the implication is somewhat, Ed, like he's doing this in order to like prove to Casey, yada, yada. But like, it could also just be like he's, you know, moved on. They moved on for Casey. But like, also, he's realized like he needs to like give himself a shot, even not for Casey. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I think the implication is it's both for himself and for Casey, but, you know, maybe not. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, that's season two. That's a wrap. Yeah. Well, I don't know how official any of these rankings really are. I love how the episode ends. It, um, you know, so many storylines, as we said, um, Henry going back to acting, presumably trying to win back Casey. We got that new character for just a second who uh, Mundo, I think his name is Mundo, maybe John Sylvain. Let's see. The guy doesn't have a picture on IMDb, and that's not an ideal uh, choice for a paste and search. John Sylvain. Yeah, this guy. I think it's this guy. Um, anyway, 
Um, so to me, this episode is pretty, 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 pretty good. The full five, just a perfect wow. episode. I loved everything about it. And it's sad that we had to wait, uh, you know, uh, 12 or 13 years to get a new episode of uh, a party down after this. Um, yeah, um, definitely agree with you about the last part. Um, I'm definitely a bit cooler than you on this episode. Um, I give it a pretty, 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 pretty good three and a half. Um, a, you know, a solid above average episode. Um, I think it's kind of lacking as a season. I guess I don't know. It's it's hard to say because did they know what they were making? Um, a season finale versus a series finale. Uh, I guess as a season finale, it kind of works. As a series finale, it's kind of like it it, it didn't uh, hit the, hit the spot. Oh, I thought it works uh, as both because it gives off the impression, sort of like the wire, that like the more things change, the more things stay the same. They're sort of stuck uh, in this cycle in Hollywood, you know, that they can't. I really... guess. I guess. The circle of life, um, Hakuna Matata, something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I, I, I just I didn't love the whole, um, um, you know, wedding storyline as much, maybe. Um, but um, you were never you know, a Connie fan, I think, as much as I was. Uh, probably not as much as you. Um, I think she she wore on me a bit more. Um, in contrast to maybe a character like Rod, who I grew to appreciate more as we went, who annoyed me a bit more at the beginning. Um, and Roman, I would say, was probably also in the Connie category, where he was like my favorite at the beginning, and I kind of got sick of him more as the series went on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know if you had a similar. Kyle is kind of uh, pretty consistently <laughs> on the bottom side for me. Yeah, I, li- I like all of them, honestly. I think... Um... I don't know. Well, I, yeah, I mean, it's all relative. I, I don't think any of them are bad characters. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think just, they're all good. To me, this episode wraps up perfectly. I, I loved it. it. It might be my yeah. favorite episode of the series. Well, very That's, cool. I have to think about it. But do you have one? Or none that jumps out necessarily. Um, not offhand. I mean, I'm sure we've, uh, we've, yeah, we've been less diligent about uh, the scorekeeping on Party Down as compared to what we did on Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, uh, the curb coverage. So, yeah, I couldn't even, like, pull it up if I wanted to. And I can't recall offhand if there's one that really jumps out. I know there was definitely a couple that I gave fives to that I really loved, but I don't even remember offhand what they were. Um, But, yeah. But, yeah, I still think, you know, very, I think very fun season two. Um, And it was just a truly fun two seasons of television. Uh, I'm really glad that we watched this. We got a chance to revisit it. Nice. Oh, come on, be a come with guy. All right, who is your come with guy for this uh, final episode of season two? I think I'm just going to go with uh, Constance as the, you know, we, we we couldn't figure out the exact, but she's getting some chunk of this millionaire's uh, estate for being married to her for 20 minutes. That's a pretty damn good investment, if you ask me. Yeah, you know who my come with guy is? Stuart. He's a huge dweeb, but he's done absolutely nothing wrong. He stands up for himself with that quality punch. Good job, Stuart. Good man. <laughs> And uh, uh, you, you can counter if you want. Oh, what? I'm the asshole here? I am. I'm, I'm the asshole? I'm the asshole. Oh, I get it. I'm the asshole here, huh? Put your clothes on, Gordon. No one wants to see your penis. No one. Well, why? Maybe I'll win a, an award for best cock. Who's your fucking asshole? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say the fucking asshole is Kyle for uh, 
for big singing, yeah, 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 for, <laughs> yeah, for um, singing the lyrics of Mein Kampf on the stage <laughs> at wedding. <laughs> Haven't we joked about um, how, like, if modern Seinfeld, like Kramer, would accidentally be at, at January sixth? <laughs> yeah that's a good one yeah and that's basically what kyle's doing here uh my fucking asshole is duffels like trying to ruin someone else's wedding by showing up dramatically would everyone else have something to speak <laughs> like one. that's you're an asshole actually i don't know duffels is an asshole roman i talked about like just the guy who gets way too high and gets paranoid and starts freaking out he's always annoying <laughs> right that's true i don't Rod. know I'm gonna, yeah uh, i'm gonna get i'm gonna say uh, duffels and roman are gonna are gonna split it this time I'm going to give a, a half uh, a fucking to Duffels and an asshole to Roman. All yeah. right. Is it time for the postman? Yes, it is time for the postman. Postman! Postman, come here! Tell the neighborhood! What a Shonda, Larry! Larry David! You're a lousy dude! But you're a lousy human being! He screws the wife of a man in a wheelchair! A Shonda! Maybe you should have given me some candy! You're a lousy Jew! We have two emails to the postman this week. First from Jim Crumbly, who says this episode worked pretty well as a season finale. The wedding had a nice pagan slash Jewish vibe to it. Do you two have any stories from cross-faith weddings? Um, honestly, I can't say that I have been to many, uh, if any. Um, I believe all the weddings I've been invited to have been Jewish weddings. So um, I don't know, Alex, if your experience has been different. I've been to a non-Jewish wedding. I haven't been to a, a mixed wedding. Right. I mean, I've been to weddings where like one person was Jewish, but not where the ceremony was so explicitly, you know, I've had like somebody give like a little speech, but not, you know, nothing like this hippy dippy situation here. So, right. Uh, he gives the episode four pretties. He says the fucking asshole is Moda holds for the who's the boss as well. But uh, come with guy is Howard. He's an ass, but at least he didn't sign the prenup. Yeah, you know, he's great. Yeah. Um, Jennifer finally, Irwin, who plays Mona, yeah, she kind of looks like, um, oh, what's that actress's name? Uh, she plays the wife in Billions. Oh, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Uh, Malin Ackerman. Uh-huh. You know okay. who she is. Not offhand. Yeah. Anyway, um, sorry. Yeah. Continue with Jim's email. That, no, that's it from Jim. Um, uh-huh. And then we finally end off with Zach Brooks, who says, Ron, getting shit on is never not funny. Great start, making him think he gave Howard a heart attack. The whole episode, I was waiting for Howard to die. (laughs) (laughs) Good finale and strong back half of the season. Felt like the show itself felt like the show itself was the worst of the three main shows covered. But the podcasts were always entertaining. Hmm. Come with Guy. Marijuana and specifically Martin Starr's acting. Yeah. Fucking asshole. Kyrie, Kyle. Kyrie, I mean Kyle. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, yeah, that's true. It was very, it was very uh, Kanye-esque. Well, um, no, more Kyrie-esque. Kanye is pretty explicit. Right. Yeah, Kyrie is uh, sort of more of the idiot who you know doesn't know what he's saying. Yeah. And, and, and he says, but what's it a number? Four parties. That's the number four. Mm, okay. And that's our postman for season two. All right. For Party Down. Yep. Next week, or maybe the week after, we're not exactly sure when, but we will be watching the 10 and talking about the 10. And then if you want to send us comments about the 10, please do so. 
if you want Av to help you find or me help you find a place to watch it online, please let us know. And then let us know if there's other movies that you think uh, have a connection to Party Down as we get ready two months from now for season three. Yeah. And you could also always send in ideas for thereafter. Other things you'd like to see us talk about. We're always open mm-hmm. to suggestions. Uh, you know, Ghost Rider is now obviously a live possibility. <laughs> yep, very live. Well, that's, you know, that's the leader of the clubhouse. See if you could beat it. All right. How did they end Ghost Rider? Do you remember? No. Well, maybe we'll find out. I think there was like some kind of iconic ending of each episode. Like the ghost thing would go on the screen or something, but <laughs> yeah. All right, Av.